Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise Tim Allen on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final, the game and the series, and the results are good as the Brewers take game three of this three-game set, 4-2. The final, welcome in, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. There's Sam Schmitz, Tim Allen, and a Brewers 4-2 victory. Rami Makloff. Hi there. A uh, Brewers victory that uh, puts him at... 21 games over 500 at 65 and 44 and and again you, if you take a look at the standings your scoreboard watch i mean that's what i do these days um despite a nice cushion cincinnati reds are frustrated again they're they're looking at the brewer game they're up one zip oh brewers are losing two to one it's getting late over there we could pick up a game here nope not gonna happen rowdy 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 as in portis portis Portis, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. I think we have. Uh, I think we have the baseball version. Of yeah, we have Bobby our new Portis, favorite right? chant. We have our new favorite yeah. chant here in Milwaukee. I, I think so. And there's going to be some uh, uh, tough decisions to make once Vogelback and Travis Shaw get a little bit healthier. What are they going to do there? And then when Ryan Braun comes back, what are they going to do? They can't. They wait, 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 wait. What? What did you just say? When Ryan Braun. When comes Ryan back. Braun comes back. When it's a when done deal. Does. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. for? Why? Well, because he's going to lead the charge into the playoffs, deep into the uh, postseason, and then into the World Series. Okay. And that's that's the goal here. If you need Ryan Braun, man, there are problems. Well, I mean, you could any any team. They have a glut of outfielders. What are you going to do with Ryan Braun? Is Ryan Braun well, better than Tyrone Taylor at this point? Like, you're finally healthy in the outfield once Christian Yelts comes back off COVID IL. You're finally healthy in the outfield. You want to bring Ryan Braun's old ass back? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's better than JBJ and Tyrone Taylor down the stretch. I don't know about sure. that. Yeah, I don't yeah, know that he yeah. is. Uh, so they're uh, again seven and a half games up in the NL Central now, fifty three to play here in the twenty one championship season. And I got to thinking about this, doing what they're doing now. It given a lineup that has Jackie Bradley Jr. in center field, which occasionally does happen, Rami. Um, you have. Left to right, Yelich, given all health, left to right, Yelich, Bradley, Avi Garcia. 
around the infield. You could go uh, Escobar at third, Adamas at short, Colton Wong at second, Rowdy Telez at first, Omar Narvaez behind the plate. All eight of them come from outside this organization. All eight of your starters, viable starters. Now, again, now again, JBJ, eh, yeah, okay, okay. But he does come from outside the organization. All eight of them. And I wonder if we're going to credit David Stearns for this success here this year. That's still some work to be done. Look, guys, I'm not celebrating uh, a World Series title right here on August 4th. I'm just saying the success so far. Do we credit David Stearns for the acquisitions, either through free agency and or trades? Or do we credit Craig Council for managing these guys once they're collectively put together? And I, I'm thinking, well, this is easy. It's Craig Council. But then I got to thinking a little bit more. As, as mad as I was uh, uh, over last night's uh, decision by Craig Council, I still erred on the side of him. But then I got to thinking about Stearns. He's got to put the pieces on the field for Council to work. So I'm a little torn on this as to who I credit more. Of course we credit both of them, yes. But if you had to choose one, I mean, what, what might that be? Is it Craig Council for the, for the way he has these guys playing together, being connected, great chemistry? Or do we credit David Stearns for, hey, I'm going to put together some talent. You just work with them. There's going to be a degree of success anyway because I picked these players and I brought them to you. I don't know if Rami, Rami's, is he there? No, it is Sam Schmitz now on okay, the board. Okay, now, now it's Sam. All right, Sam. You credit Council or Stearns on this more than the other one? So, before I say this, both deserve a lot of credit. Of course. But if I have to pick one, I'm going with David Stearns. Because when you just think about all these guys that he's brought in, even guys that aren't even on the roster that have contributed to this team, like Billy McKinney, and now you got guys like Rowdy Telez, and goes and picks up Eduardo Escobar, and all these guys that he's just picking and choosing. Granted, some of them aren't working. I mean, Daniel Norris and John Curtis so far – kind of struggling off the gates, but I think they'll find it. And I think you got to give credit there to Craig Council when he puts them in the right situations. But you got to applaud David Stearns and Matt Arnold for what they're doing, finding these guys just diamonds in the rough. In, in the front office, um, you know, their, their decision-making has, has made this possible for sure. But to make it work on a regular basis, to manage a pitching staff, to manage the off days, to manage a long season, to manage the uh, you know, particular regimen of, of a bullpen, to manage a six-man rotation versus a five-man, to manage giving these guys some, some off days, skipping a start in the rotation, to manage a pinch hitting situation, to manage a double switch. I don't know. I, uh, I, again, we, we uh, Sam, I understand uh, the David Stearns credit because if you look at all eight of these players on a given night, most times they're all from outside this organization. Almost every single one of them. Now, what does that tell you about the uh, minor league system, the farm system? Okay, that's a different conversation. But I'm just saying what Stearns is doing, yeah, he deserves a tremendous amount of credit. But to handle it on a day-in, day-out, series-in, series-out, week-in, week-out, month-in, month-out basis, I would go with Craig Council on this. And that's me. 
But a big win today for the Brewers. They bounce back after getting the victory. I've settled down a little bit after, a, uh, in, in my estimation, my opinion. That's what I do. I give my opinion. And the, the mo- when I woke up this morning, that still was a horrible move from Craig Council last night. You can, you can talk to me all day long about, well, the Brewers are 21 games over 500. No, no, no. We're just talking about that game last night. I felt a little guilty. I had a little remorse. Sometimes in our business, we have show remorse. It's like you you come off uh, half-cocked and sideways, and then you go off and you're feeling good about it. Then you get to thinking about it. Did I go a little too far, maybe? Was I a knucklehead on that? Did I, did I step, step over the line here a little bit? Did I step out of line a little bit? And when I woke up this morning, I thought about it for mm, a good minute and a half and said, no, that was a horrible move by Craig Council last night. Yet the very next day, I'm talking about who to give more credit to, Council or Stearns, and I point right to Craig Council. There's some objectivity right there. That <laughs> doesn't mean you can't make a bad decision once in a while, which he did last night. But he's the one that's day-to-day activity. He's the one, for those of you that believe in this, <clears throat> this connection, this connection with your teammates, this connection with the coaching staff, that to me is paramount. Stearns can only do so much. He can't go down there and travel with the team. He's not going to be in the daily grind with these guys. As 28,000-plus move out of uh, American Family Field on their way to go to do what, what, uh, what you do on a Wednesday, I'd like to know from you guys, with the success they've had, not just this year, and we can use this year as an example, 21 games over 500 a cushion in the NL Central, one of the better records, and I, I, I am still eyeballing the best record in the NL. That's well within reach. Um, I'm talking about the last you know, window of three, four, five years. Is it Stearns or is it Council? Because it's close, and a uh, win by a nose, no pun intended, I say Craig Council. 414-799-1250. As the Brewers get the uh, victory today, they take the series. Should have had a sweep against the Pittsburgh Pirates, but uh, nonetheless, tough to sweep a team. I, I understand that. We are live in the Lakeland University studios with online learning in seven locations throughout the state. Learn on your terms, lakeland.edu, as we interrupt the uh, Rami show uh, to talk some Brewers baseball. We'll come back and uh, get into our game recap here as the Brewers uh, got a little dicey there, as Uke would say, a little bit later on in the game. But uh, Rowdy Telez had his moment in a Brewers uniform. We'll get to that in just a bit, too. Also, get your reaction on the victory. And also, the uh, question of Council more credit than Stearns or Stearns more credit than Council with the recent success, not just this year, in recent years, success of this organization 799-1250 want to get your reaction it's the Pella windows and doors of wisconsin post game show driven by the legendary great lakes dragway in union grove here on the fan let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella windows and doors of wisconsin post game show driven by the legendary great lakes dragway in union grove on the fan call tim allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250 AM The Fan. 
That's Stephen Brawl right there. He started the game for the Pittsburgh Pirates today. You know what? <clears throat> and I heard you and Rami uh, laughing about it. We did, too, a, a few years ago, Sam, as you can remember. You know, I give the dude credit, though. I mean, it's oh, yeah. not. It, I mean, you, you may not like that style or whatever, but there's some talent there. Yeah, I mean, he's got a good voice. My thing is, it's just not what you would expect when you, uh, no. I mean, coming from a guy who's got, you know, a dragon tattoo on his right arm and all that, it's just, uh, kind of, it kind of took me off guard. Not going to lie. No. Uh, and, and this surprised me, too, a few years ago when we found this. And there are some others as, as well, uh, other songs. Uh, that we'll, we can sprinkle in throughout the show today. But, you know, I give the dude credit. And, and he pitched decent today. You know, Brewers offense disappeared. Welcome back. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. 4-2 final. Brewers get the victory. How, how much damn fun is this? I mean, when you think about uh, the fun and the ride we just got off of on the uh, Milwaukee Bucks championship season, a lot of people were saying, hey, there's something brewing in Milwaukee with their baseball team as well. Not many. I guess a lot might be a stretch. Some a little more like it. Now we're starting to see it. 23,000 on Monday, 24,000 last night, 28,000 today. And now an off day tomorrow and a huge series, a big test series, not end-all, be-all series over the weekend against the San Francisco Giants, but... Hey, that'll be fun. I just wish the Brewers were in full health for more than just baseball reasons, obviously. But, you know, they'll get there. And, you know, again, we talk about uh, things need to go right for, for a special season to happen. And when you look at the, the amount of injuries that the Brewers have had, lack of production they've had, and now the COVID, rash of COVID positives that they've had, Now's the time to be playing Pittsburgh. That fits right into the luck or the special season, doesn't it? It fits right in. Guys, they're, they're, this is when you want to play them. They've got, uh, what do they have, uh, three against the Giants this weekend. Then they've got four against, yeah, there they are, the Chicago Cubs. And, and I love looking at the standings here. I, I, I like to uh, actually spend a little more time on the standings these days. And not necessarily with the Reds per se, but I like to go a couple of more notches down, and I like to look at that Cub, that Cub GB column. <laughs> you see 12 and 13 games back, and here it is early August. Ah, oh, it's just just another cherry on top of the Sunday right there, without question. But um, the timing is good for these types of things to happen. And then you've got the uh, Pirates after the uh, Cubs again. You're going to play these guys again. So you, you can pencil in some victories there with the Cubs and Pirates for a stretch of, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Sam, and we'll get to, to the reaction here in a second. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't it the Cubs for four starting Monday and then the Pirates for three, no off days? So Monday through Sunday, you play opponents that are not good? Yep, it is the Cubs so. coming up and then the Pirates again. Yeah, that's seven consecutive games. You would assume five of those go in the win column. 
You hate to do it that way. This is the way it is. You beat up. This is a good team. They're not a good team. And, and you win at this clip. 799-1250. So how are they achieving the su- success that, that they are here? Being now 21 games over 500. A uh, nice cushion in the National League Central. Really uh, sort of almost formulating plans for the postseason. I know there's a there's a 53 games left now. I know there's a little time there. But I will say this, that it won't be long before we all jump in and start making plans for the postseason. If you're a little leery about that, I understand that. That's a third of a season left, so I get that part. But the success, is it on the field or is it in the front office? Is it compiled by acquisitions, free agency and trades by Stearns? that is the lion's share of success, or is it what Craig Council and that coaching staff does on the field to equate to victories? You know, I, I know it's close. It is, it is close. And the easy answer, these, literally the easy answer is, is both of them. They work in harmony together to achieve success. No, I get that. I think it's a lot more council than people think. It's a lot more chemistry and connection than people think. It's a lot more playing for each other instead of with each other than people think. That's the art form of Craig Council. Yeah, he gets a little frustrating when it comes to matchups. For example, today, Rowdy Telez, lefty, lefty, game-changing swing. Craig, lefty, lefty, not righty, lefty. You didn't pull, you didn't pull him back. You went lefty-lefty there. And so maybe give him a start or two against left-handers. See what happens. Ride, ride the hot hand. 799-1250. Uh, let's go to Nate. Nate, you're on the fan. 4-2 final today. They get the job done. All right. How are you doing today, Tim? Good. Uh, Much better than I was last night. I will say that. Hey, me and you both, man. Me and you both. Um, I had to go to sleep right when I got off the phone with you. I was so, <laughs> so upset last night. And partially this morning, but uh, winning cures at all. Um, so we won. Um, if I had to give credit to somebody, I would probably have to say David Stearns. Um, he came in a few years back and made a trade for Christian Illich that turned this that turned this team around. Um, he brought in Cocaine. He, he's made he's made all he's. He's made a few mistakes over the over the over the years with mm-hmm. Jonathan Scope and stuff like that, but he's he's always it seems like he's always made the best decisions for the team and uh, put the team in the best position to win. Um, yeah, Craig Council plays him and puts him on there, but you gotta you gotta bring him in in order for Craig Council to play him. So I, I have to give most of the credit to David Stearns, man, because. Uh, I, nobody, nobody thought uh, that uh, Christian Ellis would come here, and uh, nobody thought that Lorenzo Cain would come in and make the impact that they made and things of that. that and nature. what more can you say, Nate? Thanks for the call. What more can you say about Willie Adamas? I mean, we 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 need to get through this next couple of months of baseball and then into the postseason, see where it goes. But I mean, we need to celebrate potentially a uh, a, a big time player. Acquired by David Stearns. I mean, 
dare we say it, sort of leaning heavy and leaning hard toward being a superstar? Willie Adamas? Maybe? I mean, they're set at shortstop. It's under team control for some years here. So what, what an acquisition there. But Craig Council, again, you, you've seen some teams that have a tremendous amount of talent uh, on their roster, but you've also seen them implode because something's not right. The chemistry isn't right. It's not that they're all bad players. And I think that's where Counts comes into play here. I do. I completely respect that, you know, teamwork uh, atmosphere. And, and I just wish, no, I better not go there. All right. That, that was going to go toward this radio station. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do that. All right, let's go to, let's do this. Let's go to Danny. Danny, you're next on the fan. What's happening? Hi, Timmy. What's yeah. going on? Um, I'm in my 70s and single, so I, I'm worse than you. I follow this stuff game by game, uh, pitch by pitch. I follow the like other teams. Uh, you know, I got them on my phone, uh, mm-hmm. the MLB app, so I can follow Cincinnati pitch by pitch. And I'm Danny, you're you're, you're uh, about the Brewers. Yeah, and you're you're retired since, since they came in, and okay. uh, so I'm just as crazy about you. But I was thinking, you know, it'd be kind of fun. Just uh, go over the 1980. We did not just drop him. Okay, there he is. Position by position, you know, two teams, and see how we would match up with them. Hmm. The 82 team, is that what you're saying? Yeah, like, you know, catcher for catcher, Mm -hmm. fielder for fielder, pitchers for pitchers. I think that would be kind of fun. That would be kind of fun. That's a great idea. Danny, um, are you retired? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, you yeah. Are, yeah. See, you're I'm so lucky. Forty nine. <laughs> Good for you, man. You are so lucky that you get to, I mean, get absorbed by this Brewers baseball team. And oh, and just God, on the, yeah, just on the surface, you, yeah, you're like me. We're 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 kind of brothers in that regard. I even uh, carried. I seen. I remember seeing you at Summerfest carrying a little Sony uh, transistor. <laughs> And I got that same Sony transistor. I still got it. I got a couple of them. Yeah. As soon as as the game's over, I run right to the radio, and I turn you on. That is is awesome, Danny. And I'll tell you what, Sam, mark this down so we can can use this as as a, a fun topic and a fun segment here to compare. On the surface, Danny, I would say that the 82 team offensively I'd have to give them the nod, or maybe I'm missing something. I was a much wait, younger yeah, man, yeah. though, at that time. Wait till you, wait till you go over it. Okay. And, uh, the only thing you and I differ on, I don't care for counsel. Why, why is that? Like, like, let's say today, for instance, even a simple thing is this. Uh, Boxberger only threw 13 pitches. I see other teams... If they got a guy that's hot like that, bring him back in. Mm-hmm. You know, you only threw 13 pitches. You got the day off tomorrow. Okay. And, and Williams pitched uh, yesterday, so he could have the extra day off. And an and extra Williams day tomorrow, to right. Got guys on base, yep, yep. whereas Boxberger doesn't. 
Next Danny, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you more often, okay? Well, the second one was your your thing from yesterday, taking out uh, uh, what's his name in the seventh inning. I thought mm-hmm. that was terrible. Horrible move. Yeah. Just just a horrible. I'll still say it. It's one of the worst moves I've seen Council make. It really is. You know what? In between in between innings, how many pitches did those guys throw? Like eight, right? Yes. Before the game in the bullpen, how many pitches did they throw? Yeah, I think before the game is up to is up to the particular pitcher. Yeah, but at least probably fifteen, right? I would think, yeah, fifteen to twenty. So add all them together, you'd come up with a heck of a lot more than a hundred. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. All right, Danny, take take <laughs> okay. it easy. We'll, we'll talk for- soon. That's a good question. Uh, comparing that 82 team. I mean, if you ask Josh Hader, he says uh, this team this year is better than uh, 2018. It's the best, uh, best, best group he's been with. 414-799-1250. They get the uh, 4-2 victory today to take the game and the series and to go back to 21 games over 500. And now they're staring down an off day, and then and then a stretch of games without an off day. But you've got um, the Giants in in town over the weekend, and then as I said before, seven consecutive days, Monday through Sunday, against far subpar opponents. And I mean all the disrespect in the world to four of those games to the Chicago Cubs, far subpar opponents. The Brewers should take three or four. I don't care. You play that play that series on the moon. They should take three or four. Wouldn't matter where they played it. And then uh, Brewers are in Pittsburgh next weekend to take on these same Pirates. All right, we'll take a break. We're going to get to uh, Craig Council, get to more of your reaction here. Uh, we'll get to our game recap and another smash hit from Stephen Brault. Not in the hit you might think. It's more of a different type of hit. We'll have that and more coming up for you. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway here on The Fan. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove on The Fan. Call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250 AM, The Fan. All right, Brewers get it done today. They win the game and the series and could have had a sweep, but okay, we'll move forward. Uh, as the uh, Brewers now 21 games over 500, you're getting out of uh, American Family Field 28,000 plus on a Wednesday afternoon, we're seeing the rise in attendance numbers here as, as we move along here. And I think that's for a couple of reasons. Number one, the Brewers just continue to play well. Uh, number two, I think there's still some excitement filtering through the city and the state, for that matter, with the uh, Milwaukee Bucks championship run. I think that's part of it. And, you know, quite frankly, uh, days are getting... A little bit shorter here in terms of the kids going back to school and you know some semblance of uh, normalcy here as as we move forward. So there's a number of reasons. I think the biggest of which, however, is uh, the play of this team. And I think what flared me on this baseball team earlier this season was uh, 
the fact that they were playing all those tight ball games, it was 3-1, 3-2, 2-1, 2-0, a lot of two zips this year, but especially early on. Now, they, they were losing some of those games because of the lack of offense the first six or seven weeks of the season. But it was playoff-type baseball. You remember us talking about that here on this show together. You guys were calling in, and we were talking about, man, this is sort of playoff-style baseball. It was tough to get a read. You had to filter through, I think, you know, your, your disdain for the lack of offense, and that was bumming us all out. But once you got past that, the style of the game was sort of a playoff game. And because of the pitching. And once Adamus came in, we can all agree on that, clearly the tipping point, turning point of this season. Once Adamus came in, that's when you raised your eyebrows and said, hmm, whoa, wait a second here. They're starting to score some runs, and the pitching hasn't let off. Now, I assumed, bad assumption on my part, that the pitching would let up as the season went along. I didn't think it would let up much. But my goodness, how could it be, you know, these three guys at two or just over two in ERAs? Well, they not only maintained, but the other guys are starting to catch up with three and a halfs and three sevens in Eric Lauer, Adrian Hauser, and Brett Anderson. So in some regard, the pitching actually got better. But still, it's a playoff form of baseball. Now, the biggest issue here. Uh, right now, moving forward, and the timing is fantastic for this, if it were going to happen. I'm not saying COVID is good for anything. I'm just saying if you're going to get it, now's the time to go through this instead of on September 24th, and you get a rash of COVID. And as Craig Council said about it, it was, you know, it, it, at least it's, you know, sort of one at a time. It's, it's, a, it's a slow trickle of the COVID posit- uh, positives. So you have that. But is it more counsel, more Stearns? I've always, I should say, the, the, the most of counsel's tenure here, since May of 2015, I'd say about 2017, I've been puzzled by the, the split in Craig Council fans and anti-Craigs. I've always been puzzled by that a little bit. And I'm not sure where that... I I disagree with some of his managerial moves, too. That doesn't mean I think he's a bad manager. I think he's a huge part, the biggest part of the success of this organization in this time frame. Him, personally. But I I was puzzled by that just I hate him. Okay, if we disagree with a move like I did last night, that's okay. That's just a move here and there. But overall, I'm curious as to the the anti-Craig councils. Um, and I give him more credit than Stearns. Yeah, Stearns has got to acquire these guys and throw them out there on the field. And he's not going to be perfect, and I, we need to understand that too. It wasn't perfect thus far with JBJ. It wasn't perfect with Scope. It wasn't perfect for Zach Godley. It wasn't perfect for you know, an, any of Daniel Robertson's. We can go on and on. But he hits home runs so far very good in Rowdy Telez. Or is Craig Council putting Telez in a position to succeed? Once he has him. See, that, that's the tug of war here. Uh, let's see here. Let's pick a mic. A couple of mics uh, right here. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you're on the fan. 4-2 final. They get it done today. Hello, Mike. Mike from Texas. Oh. He's there. Hello? 
Yep. Go ahead, Mike. Speak. You're on the radio. Oh, hi. Hi, Tim. Uh, long time listener, first time caller. Uh, I just, I agree with everything you're saying, uh, especially, you know, as far as counsel and Stearns, you know, I think one's got to have the other myself. And, and sure, me, myself, I get upset with counsel and certain moves, but overall, the way he's handling this kitchen staff is uh, is awesome. And my point that I wanted to make, uh, these bottom three starters, mm-hmm. Anderson, Hauser, and Lauer, Tim, they've just done fantastic. I mean, yep. every time I, I follow the game or watch my phone, you know, they're going four or five innings, no runs, one run, we're, we're in the ball game. How many teams can say that? Mm-hmm. No, you're you're right on, Mike. Mike, and you're listening on the Odyssey app. I appreciate that. But yeah, you're right, and that that was a pleasant surprise. I I thought <laughs> going rewinding the clock a little bit, Mike. Beginning of the year, I said there were two guys that were pretty important for the success this year. One was Adrian Hauser. The other was Travis Shaw. <laughs> so uh, I'm one for two on that one, Mike. So. Uh, I, I do agree, and, I, and I, uh, I've been doing my best, and, and Sam, you know this, and our listeners know this, I've been doing my best to give credit to those bottom three. We talk about the big three, but what about the other three? And these guys have been outstanding. They have. And, Mike, you're right. What other team can go with their four, five, and six guys and throw out these ERAs that they've, they've got here? They put this team in a position to win almost on an every outing basis. And that is huge. Guys, it's huge. Five innings scoreless baseball out of Hauser. You know, uh, Lauer throws uh, five and a third or six innings of one-run ball. Brett Anderson steps up and and throws five innings of one-run ball or five and a third. You, You can't put a price on that. I know it flies under the radar because it's not Brandon Woodruff, the all-star. It's not Corbin Burns, the all-star. It's not Freddie Peralta, the all-star. It's the other guys. And that's why it flies under the radar a little bit. Teams deep starting rotation. And now we just got to get that bullpen lined back up. I'm a little concerned about that bullpen for sure. 799-1250. We're going to hear from Craig Council in just a little bit. We'll also hear from Freddie Peralta. He goes uh, six innings, uh, just gives up a couple of runs today. And it's always like, eh, not so good. No, it's really good. Six innings of two-run ball is a pretty good outing. It really is. Uh, let's go to Brett. Brett, you're next on the fan. 4-2 final today. Hey, Tim. You know, I... And this isn't directed at anyone that disagreed with with counsel last night because it, I disagree with with decisions here and there, and and that's mm-hmm. just everyone has their own opinions, and that's the great part of the game of baseball. However, the criticism of directed at him towards a manager the last couple of days really pisses me off. I mean, the guy, and I, I think part of it is just us as Wisconsin sports fans. I mean. Here, a lot of us were calling to fire Boonholzer during the during a championship run, which is a whole other story. But we need to take what we have in Craig Council and appreciate it. I mean, we're gonna we're, we're gonna be in the playoffs for a fourth consecutive year, and every single year we seem to outperform what we're expected. You're a Vegas guy. 
you know where our win totals come in every year, and we always blow them out of the water. And I just don't understand how people don't take him and appreciate what he's done. And we're going to win a World Series with Craig Council as a manager. And honestly, if he can do, if he's here for another ten to fifteen years, we have a Hall of Fame manager here in Milwaukee, and it's just not taken. It's not appreciated like it should be. Well, I'm puzzled by it. Brett, thanks for the call. It's great points. I'm I'm puzzled by it. Everyone's got their opinion. You're right. But it doesn't pick the best. Whoever you think the best manager that ever walked the face of a baseball diamond is, just pick that guy, whoever it might be. Whether it's Bruce Bochy winning a bunch of World Series, is it – you know, Lasorda, is it Larusa, Sparky Anderson, the Billy Martins, or the Casey Stengel, whoever it is. I don't care who it is. You are never going to agree 100% on their decisions. And Brett's right. That's, that's the, <laughs> that is the great thing about baseball. That's, that's, what's, uh, that's what's made me a living uh, for the last 16 years doing this show, is the debate about baseball. And that's, it's great to talk about. We're opinionated, we are passionate, and we want to win. But what Brewers manager can say that he's been to the playoffs for four consecutive years, if indeed they make it this year, which looks likely? I, you can't you can't say anything but this guy. The mark of a good leader is taking what you've got, no matter what it is, and making it better. I don't care if it's the roster of the lowly Chicago Cubs right now. The mark of a good leader and manager is making that roster better the longer you have them. So Craig Council steps in in 15, and the longer he has this team seemingly is even getting better at his own craft. That, that to me, the, there's some criticisms out there, but just to say across the board, and you use the Budenholzer as an example there, yeah, we, we need to take, take just a half step back. I don't criticize Craig Council as a whole when I disagree with a move he makes. I'm just disagreeing with a move that he makes. And he's going to make the wrong moves. You saw the other manager here in this series twice bunt the baseball with a runner at second base and nobody out. Twice in the same series. Craig Council doesn't do that. I disagree with that philosophy. I'm with Derek Shelton. I think there are times that you do that. But that doesn't mean I think he sucks as a manager, Craig Council. I think he's a really good manager and the biggest part of this success of this organization currently. I do. Players got to play, and I understand that. But having what you have and making them better the longer you have them, that's what we need to measure. That's the barometer for me. And they're, they're doing well. 21 games over 500. They win another series here. They take the final today 4-2. And Rowdy Tolez has his moment like Bobby Portis. You guys were awesome. Last couple of days here with the Rowdy, Rowdy, Rowdy chants. I love it. I, I just, special season, special stories. The Bobby Portis over with the Bucks. Maybe it's Rowdy Tolez here with the crew. They win today 4-2 final. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove here on The Fan.
Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan, call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250AMTheFan. Yeah, welcome back. A 4-2 victory today, and we put this out there on Twitter. More success goes to David Stearns in the front office, or is it to Craig Council as the field manager on the field? It's a great debate. I mean, and again, it's uh, both of these guys deserve a tremendous amount of credit, and they work together, and that's the easy answer. But if you had to pick one, Sam, where, where does the poll sit now? Currently right now, David Stearns is leading the poll with 61% of the vote. Craig Council with the rest of the 38%. Yeah, so that see now I'm I'm with Craig Council. I think uh he's got to go go to battle with these guys. He's got to travel with these guys. Got to counsel these guys, pardon the pun. Um but you know, he's he has to, you know, mentor these guys and, and that's that's a uh, I mean as as uh, as you guys know, that that's tough. Being being a boss is tough. It is. It is quite challenging. And the longer you have your 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 staff, if you will, um, and the more you make them better, that to me is is the mark. No matter what it is, no matter if if you're the worst team in baseball and you're the manager, but you make them better, the more you have that group of players, that to me is the mark of a good manager, a good leader. And I think that's what Craig Council is doing. Longer he does this, the better he is performing his craft. Now again. There's things I don't agree with. This matchup thing, I think he takes it a little too far. The small ball thing, I think there's occasions when you should use it, regardless of what, what your name is. It doesn't matter what market you're in or where, where you're managing baseball, you, you should. So we'll get to our game recap in just a second. If you happen to miss the game, a 4-2 Brewers victory. Rowdy, rowdy, rowdy is the preview on that uh, game recap. Let's get a couple more in here before we get to that, and then we'll hear from Craig Council. Uh, let's go to Mike. Mike, you're next on the fan. What's happening? Timmy. Mm-hmm. What a difference a day makes. You know, <laughs> Huge difference. I don't just call in and go off my head. I write stuff down. I listen all day. And I was picturing you with your Siggy about, yep. about 11.30 with a cup of coffee. And I know you were still <laughs> thinking about yesterday. But without David Stearns getting this rowdy and and Conso putting him in, they could have lost 2-1. Two, 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 so you go into an off day, right? Then yep. you got maybe one out of two or sweep or just a three-game series with the uh, Giants. And then a tough 10-game road trip against the garage sale, you know, Cubs. And uh, who else I'm looking at? Schedule. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, another garage sale. And uh, you know what? I, I just want to say that Danny, mm-hmm. this is why the fan is the best radio station ever. Because you let people call in, and I love that guy. I hope he calls in more. I want to go have a 30-pack with him. <laughs> and the roller coaster just left the station again, right? Yeah, well, hey, that's that's the way it is. That's the way it goes. All right, Mike, I, I got to scoop. Hang up. Okay, uh, t- take it easy. Uh, let's see. We'll get uh, one more in here. Brian. Brian, you're next on the fan. What's on your mind? Hey, Tim, how are you doing? Good. Good. 
I just, I've got something for you. First of all, just on the poll, I think you might have had a different result if you had taken the poll before yesterday's game. Just a thought. There That's true. Been, okay, I didn't think of that. Different opinion, yeah. There's <laughs> yep. something I thought about before, and especially with the Bill Hader situation, with the COVID, with the relievers, something to think about, and I've thought about this for a long time. We have six starters that we utilize. Now, every one of those starters on an uh, off day, they will have a throwing day, correct? Yeah, uh, in between starts, they will have a bullpen day, yeah. Great. How about on those days, that pitcher who is going to throw anyway becomes your closer if you need Okay. That gives you an extra relief pitcher. They're going to throw anyway, and they come in. Basically, you're getting a little bit more usage, but especially since we don't have hitter, it kind of stretches out. They're going to stretch their arm out anyway to, you know, stretch their arm out. So then you've got a very capable pitcher coming in to be your closer, and every day it just changes because it's a different off day for a different pitcher. Well, and that's really creative, and, and David Stearns used that word, creativity, when he picked up John Axford. You know, the yeah. weird times is, is for creative times as well. I, the only difference would be, well, first of all, Eric Lauer was added to the COVID list. So they're, yeah, they're in yeah, essence – you know, back to a, a, a five man. Yeah. Uh, but the right. other thing is, I, I think they throw their bullpens probably, as as you could understand, uh, Brian, a a little, well, a lot less adrenaline. Oh, than, sure. Oh, yeah. I sure I understand. So I I don't know if I, if I would mess with Woody Burns and Peralta, what, whatever they're doing with those guys. I would yep. tend to say, hey, uh, once you once you pull the trigger on going back to the five man down the stretch, and maybe just maybe you run away with this thing to the point where you stick with the six man and you're just chasing, you know, the one seed, and so yep. that's a possibility too. Sure, but it's, I, like I said, I'm looking at more of the fact that it's a kind of an emergency situation since you know the guys are scrambling i mean to get an arm <laughs> so yeah again yeah. so yeah i know that long term you wouldn't want to mess with those guys i mean it's unbelievable i said in my lifetime i'm 62 i've never seen the starting pitching ever i mean you go back to mike caldwell days but i don't remember seeing starting pitching like this ever for the milwaukee brewers and that i agree can take you anywhere that can take you anywhere with any kind of offense at all so I'm excited. So. Brian, thanks, thanks for the call. We've seen some good stretches by Brewers pitchers over the years, for sure. But this is a little bit more than a stretch. I think we can all agree now. This is, uh, this is into August. I mean, we're putting a, chewing on a little dent here in, in August. Let's get to our game recap. If you happen to miss the game today, here's how it shook out. Uh, kind of an action-packed top half of the first inning for Freddie Peralta, leadoff base hit. And then a strike him out, throw him out, double play. That's good. Well, but then he's more trouble. Base hit by Reynolds, then a base hit by, yeah, you guessed it, Ben Gamel. Two on two outs. And uh, Nagowski hits the ball to Urias, throws to Escobar. He bobbles it, uh, grabs it with the bare hand, still on the bag. They rule him safe. They challenge it. He's overturned and. Whew, Three hits, a caught stealing, a replay challenge, and and no runs in that top of the first inning. Very eventful. Uh, Brewers, some traffic in their half of the first inning as well. One out walk to Adamas Escobar, then an infield single. Two on, one out. Come on, Avi. A rocket to center for the second out, and Tyrone Taylor grounds to third. Yeah, nothing there in that first. 25 pitches for Brault uh, in that first inning, so... 
Uh, both teams go uh, scoreless in the second. Freddie with a couple of strikeouts in the top half into the third inning scoreless. Peralta settling in. One, two, three again in that third. Two more strikeouts. Five through the three scoreless. Brewers on the board in the bottom of the third inning. It was a one-out double by Colton Wong. He moves over on a deep fly out by Willie Adamas. And then it was Eduardo Escobar, two outs, two strikes, gives the Brewers the lead. And he just punches one into right field. What a piece of hitting. A run will score. And the Brewers are on the board first. A run-producing machine the last couple of years. Eduardo Escobar doing things just like that. Everybody wants to talk about the home runs, but that's just as important right there. Yeah, that was big right there. Just took a took a change up and just just kind of hammered it uh, to right to give the Brewers a one zip lead. Freddie, no shutdown inning in the fourth, a leadoff walk. Yeah, that usually haunts you with two outs and the runner still there at first. Jacob Stallings had an RBI double to tie the game at one one in that fourth inning. Here's where the Brewers' offense just sort of disappears. Uh, Brewers nothing in the fourth. Uh, leadoff double by Newman in the fifth off Peralta. He's bunted over, but a pop-up and a strikeout ends the frame into the bottom of the fifth. I told you, the offense nowhere. One, two, three in the fifth. Ready, uh, Freddie, I should say, relinquishes uh, the lead. A leadoff triple in the sixth inning. Uh, gets a strikeout, but the sack fly comes back to give the Pirates a 2-1 to one lead in the sixth inning. Uh, he did allow a uh, an additional walk, and he had an, a throwing error as well. So things could have got a little more out of hand there in the sixth, but he strikes out Newman to end the frame. A hit, a walk, an error, and a run in the sixth. Pirates 2-1 into the bottom half. And, uh, yeah, the offense, hey, wake up. Uh, nothing there in the sixth. Into the seventh inning. Uh, let's see here. Brent Suter in for the seventh inning. Puts up a goose egg, and the Brewers put a couple of men on in the bottom half. It was two outs when Luis Urias worked a walk. Then Manny Pena with a base hit. Again, two out magic. Council's going to go to his bench. He grabs Rowdy Telez to pinch hit. Shelton counters with the lefty. And Rowdy Telez with two strikes, two on, two out, has a Bobby Portis moment. And Telez in the air, right field. He is watching. Park is back. Goodbye. Rowdy Telez. Three-run blast. Brewers take the lead. Man, if that doesn't give you chills, you're not breathing. No kidding. I tell you, I was going to say the same thing. To have this many people chanting your name as Rowdy Telez with a jolt to the second deck. He's becoming a folk hero here. (laughs) I'm just speechless after that. Again, we talk about special seasons, and it's moments like that that comprise a special season. And I don't think Rowdy Telez can go anywhere 
when you get the health of Daniel Vogel back and Travis Shaw back, I I just I, that 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 would be stunning to me. I mean, it seems like these guys are really working together, and Rowdy Telez has his moments. It's pretty crazy. Good for you guys at American Family Field, and I suspect there'll be much more of that down the stretch here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Boxberger in in the eighth inning, a big shutdown inning to maintain the 4-2 to two lead. A couple of hits for the Brewers in the bottom half, trying to break it open. Escobar and Kane with base hits uh, to no avail. And uh, Devin Williams on to record. He did allow a base runner. But he recorded his first career save. That caught me off guard a little bit, Sam. Did that catch you off guard? I mean, I never really thought about it, but – he got his first major league save today. I know. And you think about it. I was like, because I heard B.A. was on the final call, and I was like, oh, wait, what? Wait. Because, yeah. <laughs> no uh, I mean, it just speaks to, you know, how durable these guys have been for the most part up to this point. I mean, you would think that there would be a one occasion in the past two years or so that Williams would have had to come in for Hader or something. But I guess I guess today's the day. Well, there is something cooking. There's something brewing in Milwaukee with this Brewers team here in the 2021 championship season, and Craig Council is a huge part of it. And we're going to hear from uh, Craig after the break here. We'll also hear from today's starter, Freddie Peralta. We'll try and squeeze you in if you want to join us at 414-799-1250. As the Brewers uh, take care of business uh, on that blast right there, a three-run Seventh inning, two out, two strike home run off the bat of Rowdy, Rowdy, Rowdy Telez. We'll be right back here on The Fan. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. On the fan. Brewers get a victory today to take the game in the series and run their mark back up to 21 games over 500. The Reds, they're, they're frustrated. Uh, they're seeing red because uh, they win again, and they, they're looking at the scoreboard, and they just, oh, Brewers win again. Every time we win, they win. Every time we lose, they lose. Reds are, are winning uh, baseball games as well. you got to be careful. There's still a lot, a lot of work to do here. Get to Craig Council in, in just a second, just off the air here. It was so into this, uh, Sam and I, uh, producer Sam Schmitz, uh, was just, we were just talking about, you know, we need to buy some baseball cards. I think that's, that's the key here. Um, just for whatever reason, I was thinking about that the other day, too. It's been a while since I've purchased some cards. It's actually been many, many years since I've opened a pack on the air. So maybe we'll, we'll have some fun and get that done. But Sam... I want to buy a pack that gives us uh, an opportunity for, for you know, a, a big-time card to where, whoa, we could, we could flip this for like 100 bucks. What, what pack of baseball cards am I buying? Well, like I said when I was telling you off the air, Stadium Club is really nice, um, but I think it's about one or two per box and talking to autographs and all that. Uh, Gypsy Queen just came out. That's always a good product, a lot of good rookies and all that in there. 
You always got Bowman. So there's a bunch of stuff. But if you really want to get expensive and all that and get a really wow hit, maybe get a Tatis, Trout, or Otani, mm-hmm. probably going to have to go like, you know, triple threads or five star and stuff like that. So, and it, how much are they a pack? Oof. You're talking a couple, maybe a hundred or so. So, uh, oh, come on. I know. That's, that's, you kidding me? That's, the, that's how the game's going right now. It's, My cheap uh, ass is never going to pay $100 for a pack of baseball cards. But who no. knows, man? These blaster boxes now that they have in uh, you know, Target and Walmart, I know it's hard to get now because people are kind of treating it like the shoe game. Um, but they've, they've been loading these boxes up with uh, good stuff. I remember when I was a kid, you know, buying a box from Target and Walmart. I'd be lucky to get, you know, just like a jersey piece and all that. But it's almost like, uh, I think my dad, about a year ago, he pulled a Bryce Harper auto out of one of those boxes from Target okay. and all that. So you got you got good shots no matter what you do now. They've uh, pretty much put a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, 15 20 bucks a pack and buy, you know, I don't know, three or four of those along with the regular top series one, which is, you know, six or seven bucks a pack. So I invest yeah, $100 bucks worth of cards here soon and open a pack on the air the the more expensive ones all right let's get to craig council but first brian uh you get the final word here before we get to council what's going on just so you know tim i'm not going to spend a hundred dollars for baseball cards what's wrong with the 25 25 cent pack with a bubble piece of bubble gum in the middle you know <laughs> those are the days no. oh my goodness those were the days i you know i'm just old enough to remember when a, a pack of uh, baseball cards was ten cents, literally ten cents, yep. okay, and when it went yep. to a quarter, Brian, I was floored when it went to a quarter. I'm like, man, I only get four packs for a dollar. Are you kidding me? Oh man! And I look forward to the bubble gum. That's what I look forward to. Uh, hey, listen, Tim. The reason I wanted to quick call you is in regards to council. You know, and I. I heard one of your earlier callers talk about about how lucky we are, and, and I forget what caller it was. If it was, I think it was Brett. I think it was. I think I listened to that one. But anyhow, mm-hmm. look at listen to back to the earlier callers. We are so fortunate enough to have a guy like Council. Like you said earlier, Tim, we're not always going to agree with every movie mix. I maybe would have Poser in later last night as well. But he has such a such a a rap with these guys in that in that clubhouse. I don't think we have any idea. What type of a, 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 what type of a team he really has, and what he's really doing behind the scenes with this group of group of guys. And that, you see, that's the thing we don't see that we we you know I get a few glimpses here and there over the years of of the uh, you know the clubhouse and and how there's some interaction with with players, coaches, and, and counsel. He'll whisk through the the clubhouse many times, but I mean we we don't see all that interaction in there. But there's something. He's he's got a little, uh, I, I guess, a a recipe for success in terms of chemistry, if if nothing else. And 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 also, Tim, you know, you ask about percentages between Stearns and and, and Council. If Council isn't over fifty percent in your poll, I mean, there's something wrong with your poll because the people just don't aren't appreciative enough of what Council really does for this for this team. And I. I think the world of council, I hope the heck he, co- he coaches for a, a, t- a number of years. I can remember all the years where we had no playoffs up until 2000, whatever it was, 11 or whatever year it was. We went Eight. our first time. We didn't, we didn't know what it was like. Yeah, you know? we went 26 years without the playoffs. That was the most pathetic exactly. run in maybe sports history. I mean, it's crazy. Exactly. All right, Brian, I, I, I got to scoot. Uh, thank you. Thank you. 
Um, Craig Council is probably on his way home right about now. He's probably caught in traffic, headed back to Whitefish Bay. He's probably going to grill out, mow the lawn, be a civilian. So let me just say this, Craig. Last night, horrible call. You know it and I know it. We both know it. (laughs) After you've digested it, you know it. And after I've digested it, I settled down a little bit. And I still think that one move cost you a victory yesterday. And I don't know how things are going to turn out after that. None of us really do if you leave Hauser in there uh, for an extra 8, 10, 12 pitches. But just saying on your way home, uh, your drive home today, uh, much better than it, than it was last night for sure. Keep up the good work, Craig. We're all rooting for you. Okay, let's hear from Craig Council, who spoke uh, about an hour ago uh, and addressed the media after Brewers' 4-2 victory. Craig, Shreve is a pretty tough matchup for a lefty. Um, that, that was a heck of an at-bat by, by Rowdy. What, what sort of impresses you most about his approach there coming off the bench? Well, it was, it was just a good at-bat. I mean, he got, I mean especially because he, he, he was aggressive on the first pitch, um, but he got behind 0-2, and uh, then he then – he, Fouled off some pitches, took some pitches down, and finally got he got one he could hit. So just just a great at bat. Craig, he was just talking about the how comfortable he's felt with the Brewers, how welcoming the team was to him, and he's made just a, about as much impact as he can make on the field in the time he's played, hasn't he? Well, he really has. He's he's. Um, you know, when Vogelbach went down, you know, we, we, we filled in night. Jace did, Jace did a great job for a little while there. And, um, but, you know, I think Rowdy's presence as, as a power presence in the lineup, um, is, is something that's, that's impactful. And, and, you know, we felt it today. We felt in the White Sox series, um, the, the change in games with one swing of the bat, um, you know, is it, something that's, every team wants and is looking for for sure so um he's playing great he's gotten a good, good opportunity and he's making the most of it it, it had been kind of quiet day for the offense up until then Craig did you think they you know brawl was pitching for the first time do you think those guys threw them up well or were you there was- well, I, I thought we I thought we swung the bat pretty well against brawl early in the game uh, you know, Willie hit a ball to the wall. Avi hit a ball really hard. Wito hit a ball or Urias hit a ball really hard. Um, so, we, you know, we came up dry after that. And then Ponce, you know, put two good innings on us. Where we, we, we worked some deep counts, but he threw some good three, two breaking balls. Um, so it was, yeah, it was quiet, but you're right. Um, and even, even the seventh was quiet, really. It was two outs, nobody on. And, Urias had a really battled through a really nice at bat just to kind of get an innocent two out walk. And, and that, that ended up being um, what got the rally going. Craig, what did you think of Freddie? You know, it was the six hits, but also still nine strikeouts and, and how he was able to get through his innings. Yeah, no, Freddie pitched really well again. Um, you know, they, they got, they got a couple hits early. I mean, nothing, you know, the, the first hit of the game is just an off the end kind of Texas leaguer. Um, so it was nothing crazy. It's just, it, you know, he had to, he worked out of the jam in the fifth with the leadoff double and then, um, you know, the leadoff triple, they end up, they end up getting one in, but, um, he pitched really, really well again. 
Craig, the, your, your bullpen's obviously in flux right now, but those three guys, Suter, um, Fox, and Devin, are three of your constants all season, and, you know, they nailed it down. And they, um, you know, Brent and uh, Williams had to, like, you know, make some pitches too. With Yeah, no, they, they those guys were great. Um, Box was had a really good inning because he just threw a lot of really good pitches. Uh, made it, that, that usually makes it easier. Um, but it was, yeah, I mean, it's, getting the last out is, is always a little bit harder, and, and Devin did a nice job doing it. Craig, with uh, with Eric going on the the COVID list, how front of mind is that for you guys right now? And is there anything you guys can do, or is it just you, you keep pushing through? Tomorrow we're going to stay away from each other. Uh, that's official. Um, so that's that's the you know it, it's it's obvious. It's certainly on everybody's mind. It's because it's kind of keeps popping up. Um, you know, you do the best you can. You're not really sure, but uh, the fact that we get to stay apart from each other, hopefully that helps tomorrow. Um, and then, then, then we're going to go from there. Uh, but it's, it's, it's obviously something that's, it's around us for sure. Um, so we're, we got to be mindful of it and, and do our best. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Oh, man. There are moments in this season that just, uh, wow, they just captivate you. And that's what special seasons are made of. Well, remember this one. Uh, he had his moment. Escobar had it the other day. Willie Adamas has had several of those moments, just speaking offensively here. But uh, the ABC audio video play of the game in this one. So the Brewers are down 2-1. to one. There's two outs, two on, bottom of the seventh. And uh, Rowdy Telez is going up against a lefty. He fouls off a few pitches, takes a few. He's got two strikes. Again, two outs, two on. And a two-to-one deficit, but that all changed with Rowdy, Rowdy, Rowdy. And Telez in the air, right field. He is watching. Park is back. Goodbye, Rowdy Telez. Three-run blast. Brewers take the lead. Man, if that doesn't give you chills, you're not breathing. No kidding. I'll tell you, I was going to say the same thing. To have this many people chanting your name as Rowdy Telez with a jolt he's, to the second deck. He's becoming a folk hero here. <laughs> Just super, super cool. That is, that is going to be something to keep our ears on. Uh, the rest of the season here, that's for sure. Brewers get the victory, 4-2 final. Freddie Peralta started this baseball game, pitched well. And we're going to hear from the Brewers' right-hander next here. You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway here on The Fan.
Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Freddie Peralta got it done today. Kept his team in the game. Gave up a couple of uh, runs here today. Gave up a season-high six hits. I mean, he gave up three hits in the first inning today. First inning. Hadn't give up, given up five in any start this season. But that's the mark of a great uh, pitcher. That you know, you know, you have a few bumps in the road. You look up at the uh, uh, the uh, ledger and the, and the stat line, and his line has six innings of two run ball, and that's it. That's going to give you an opportunity to win just about every game. Let's hear from the Brewers right-hander, Freddie. What did you think about that one? Did you have to work a little bit more than some of the others? <laughs> yeah, of course, hundred percent. I they make me work a lot more this today. Freddie, do you think that's because they were seeing you for the second time in a row? Do you think did you have to change anything because of that? Uh yeah, that's the for me that's the reason. And you know, they make adjustments, uh, and I have to I have to do it too uh, during the game. What'd you do? What'd you do? What adjustments did you make? Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, you know, changing a little bit more uh, uh, how I pitch. You know, I use the fastball a little more in in innings. And sometimes when I get when I was behind the count, uh, you know, I meet. You know, I sometimes I it's time for for throw a slider, and I throw changeup, or maybe if it was a change of count for me. I threw fastball, you know, things like that, little things. Hey, Freddie, um, how, how cool is it to see the fans here get behind Rowdy, yell his name and everything? They seem to like him. Yeah, he's great because uh, I can't remember when, but a couple of series ago, uh, ago uh, I was in, in the dugout during a game and – he hit a, a base hit, the final run, that put us, us back in the game. And we were enjoying that. And and we the, all the fans, you know, crying his name. Uh, I was part of, of that. And today I was I was in here in the, in the training room, and I enjoyed inside, but I was wishing to be out there. <laughs> Yeah, there he is, Freddie Peralta, after the victory, talking about rowdy, rowdy. That is super cool. And this music you're hearing right now is Stephen Brault, today's pitcher for the Pirates. Check this out. You'll be back, time will tell. you remember that I served you well. I applaud it. I think there's talent there. I think it's kind of cool. It's probably something not not something that I'm gonna get fired up with, but hey, that's some there's some talent there. It's even cooler Probably. after a Brewers win. 
Yeah, it's even much better after a Brewers victory, for sure. All right, that's going to do it for us. Brewers off tomorrow. As much as I love talking Brewers baseball with you, we have to all take the time off tomorrow with the off day and then a huge series against the San Francisco Giants. Game one of a three-game set, first pitch. 7-10, last pitch. After that, you make the switch right here. Uh, to 12.50 a.m. The Fan for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Brewers 21 over 500, 65 and 44. They win today 4-2 final for Sam Schmitz. My name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great night. We'll see you again on Friday. Thanks for listening and smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.